0: hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. It is Trucking Answers. It's the Tuesday, Friday podcast, weather permitting and weather permits. So here we go. It's I'm here with Gracie, my co-host, who's currently examining a box. And we're going to have some trucking news, some automotive news, and yet another reason we are not on Mars. Do you know they think they just found water on Mars? Do you know what good that does me? None. I can't get there because my tax dollars have to go to feeding people dry cheese sandwiches because they're morons right here on this planet. And so we will talk about that in a little bit. We're currently still in 42 countries and Ontario, Ontario's quickly growing in listenership. You know what's in Ontario? Ottawa, (laughs) right? So maybe that has something to do with it. And we're going to talk about that today as well. So let's do it. We want to talk about uh, the Freedom 2022 convoy in Ottawa? There's some people there that seem to be a little bit upset about vaccine mandates for border crossing and just in general, and I think that's pretty interesting. Now, I want to um, give you a few quotes here from a famous person, and let's see if these have any bearing on what might be going on up there because we're going to talk about what exactly they're doing from the government side of it. Think of the press as a great keyboard on which the government can play. Not every item of news should be published. Rather, must those who control news policies endeavor to make every item of news serve a certain purpose. The essence of propaganda consists in winning people over to an idea so sincerely, so vitally, that in the end they succumb to it utterly and can never escape from it. And what do these all sound like? What has been happening in the last couple of years, here and in Canada and everywhere else, as the government puts out what it purports to be uh, interesting news and picked up by, you know, the the flock of the press, if you even have an idea that might not go exactly along with what they say, what do they do to you? You're crushed. Oh, by the way, who said those quotes? Where are those quotes from? Well, they're from Joseph Goebbels, right? The propaganda minister of Hitler. But they seem to apply today, don't they? Especially in Canada, because... A week or two ago, what were the people up there protesting called? Protesters. Okay? And then what did they turn into? Well, then it turned into an occupation. These are all news stories. And what was it a few days ago? A siege. Okay? Now, what is it today? Now, just in today's news, they are called insurrectionists. Don't you love that? Where's Pelosi on that? And domestic terrorists. They're asking for 1,800 more police. This must be quashed. They want the CDLs taken, insurance revoked from everybody up there, and everyone up there arrested for domestic terrorism. See, that's how it goes. They put that out in the news, and the news just picks it up. Do you hear any stories in the news, the same news case, from anyone up there? No. Can you give the people their food? No. No, you can't. Can you help them fill their trucks up? No. No. You try to give them money, what happens? The government tried to take it first, and then lousy uh, GoFundMe was going to just give it out to their own charity. We'll give it out to the charity of our choice, but we're not going to give it to these people. Because why? What did GoFundMe say? Because it's an occupation. Did you know GoFundMe allowed the occupation in Seattle to have a GoFundMe and collect that money? Which they called that an occupation. CHOP, the O, was for Occupation. Okay, that was by the people doing it, all right? So, it just depends on which side of things you're on, doesn't it? Will there be a convoy in the United States? They're supposedly going to start one March 1st, but look, the time, I think the time, right, is now. That is some time away, and uh, authorities and everybody else, the press, will have time to get their ducks in a row and convince everyone, just like they're trying to do in Canada, that Oh, these are terrorists. See, they that's what today, that came out today, domestic terrorists. That's there. They are torturing the residents of Ottawa. That's also a story. They used the word torture. You see, Joseph Goebbels, like many people know, that words mean things. And a lie repeated enough becomes the truth, even to the person telling the lie. <laughs> that's another one of his great quotes. Isn't that great? It's true. And so if they continue to repeat these things, they will eventually become the truth to everyone that is seeing them because the public, let's face it, not bright. They're not going to look into anything, all that kind of stuff. If you want to get a vaccine, be my guest for the government to say you can't work. That's how they do it. Right. If you don't if you don't get it, you can't work. That's what um, the head of state here tried You know, oh, well, we'll just ban people from working if they don't get it. And then you have really basically have no choice, right? It's still a choice. Yeah. Okay. You just can't be employed. Ridiculous. All right. Ridiculous. And look, and here's the other part of it. The divide on this shouldn't be like this. There's so many people that have heard, well, Mark, you know, it's the best thing to do for society. I don't care about that. Okay. I care what is the best thing to do for me. And that isn't someone else to decide. All right. Personally, I don't care if you put something in yourself or not, but don't make other people do it because you think it's a good idea. Without choice, there isn't any freedom. We are talking about a democracy in Canada. They were, oh, this will ruin our democracy. All right. It's not really a democracy if there isn't any choice, if there isn't any freedom. You don't get to vote, um, you know, these kind of things onto people. For example in the United States. Do you think there could be a vote where uh, you know, everybody's rights are removed if they're, you know, for a certain thing? No, you can't do that. You won't get to vote rights and stuff like that. That's not how it works. <clears throat> so we can't have that and we can't have their fascism, their socialism from Canada filtered down to us for freedom. If the convoy comes by me, I'll participate in part of it. In my part of it here. And every see it doesn't have to be a thousand trucks coast to coast it can be people that join it and leave it as it goes by all right that's how it can work i'll bring water i'll bring stuff down to the people the last route i saw the last at least official route was going to be down south through kind of slidell you know down houston across down there that's pretty far so we'll have to uh support it from afar but anytime people want some freedom i'm all for it i don't understand what the problem is I guess living here and being a freedom-loving person, I don't understand what the problem is. Somebody says, hey, I don't want the government to tell me what to do to myself, to inject myself with something. I don't know what the problem is with that. I really don't. People, well, Mark, it might be better. Well, okay, it might be. It might be. If you are afraid of being out, don't go out. But don't say, because I want to go out, everybody else has to bend to do what I want them to do, or I'm not, uh, you know, otherwise Forget it. That is not how it should work here. I've heard now from another astute viewer that Minneapolis is, uh, restaurants and that are mandating a vaccine card to come in and eat, basically. What the heck? Why do people go along with this stuff? That's really what bothers me the most. That bothered me right at the start of this in 2020, when it, you know, in March, basically, everything shut down. This was not a Republican or Democrat thing, okay? Which state stayed open? None. Okay, so every governor, every cup came out and said, you can't leave. You can't go to work. Okay. You can't because we're closing your business. Not that you can't work, but we're closing your business. You can't uh, travel. Although I was out traveling. They didn't really stop anybody from traveling. You can't do all this kind of stuff. You just can't. I mean, uh, get bent. How about that? It's time for people to stand up just for freedom. That's all freedom. Now, I love that uh, they used the word insurrection. I guess they got that from down here, which no one here has been charged with either. Keep that in mind, uh, everybody. And no one there has been charged with it. Of course, they throw the word terrorist out there because then the people get all scared because some people only get their news from uh, CNN, which is Canadian News Network. Ha! See see what I did there? That's like a jokey joke. Okay, so I don't know how that works. I'm very disappointed in, uh, in what I've seen just really not in that many years ago people were just refusing to stand up for any kind of freedom the government says oh well there's a virus oh oh well i better shut my doors and duct tape my house shut i mean come on come on there's always viruses there's always stuff out you know you can live in fear you know or you can live your life you want to die afraid in your house with you know plastic sheeting around your windows is that, is that how we're going to live here? Or is this, this, the United States, at least, going to be the last bastion of freedom around? Because, uh, you know, and I would say, if that's even a close call, if that's even the truth here, to be honest with you, the way that we've allowed stuff to go along here in this country. We had a discussion a little bit about the Bill of Rights on the show. I like to wrap up some of the Monday show and the Constitution. And states, whether states, uh, you know, have to support the Constitution. Absolutely. When a state becomes a state here in the United States, the rights of the Constitution are granted to all people in the United States. Okay, so a state can't say, for example, within our borders here, there's no freedom of religion. You have to be a certain religion. That's not how it works. Okay, your rights are your rights. They're not granted to you by the government. Remember that, Canada. Okay, they're already your rights. The government is only there to protect those rights. That's it. It shouldn't be doing anything else. Protect your rights. That's it. Because some of them are enumerated in the constitution doesn't mean that's all of them. And it doesn't mean they're given to you by the government. Okay? You already have them. The government should protect them. All your rights, the enumerated ones and the non-enumerated ones. And if we're going to call ourselves free here, we cannot, cannot sit back in our houses, duct tape our doors shut, be afraid of everything. We just can't. It's just sad. This all started, I think, and I'll maintain this probably to my death, that this started with the beginning of public schools, which are not that old in this country. Okay, We didn't always have public schools. It started with public schools because what do they do with a public school? Be here at a certain time. Bring a lunchbox. You eat at 12.07 to 12.37. Raise your hand if you have to pee. Don't talk out of turn. Don't ask questions. Sit straight. Get in line. Stand one behind the other. Do this. It's all to control you. All. Now they want preschool and pre, pre, preschool and head start. That's all crap. All those are crap. Kids ought to be with their parents when they're small, not at some stupid preschool. Now I hear these schools where these administrators supposedly come out. Oh, well, you know, parents can't decide anything. Why do you send your kids to these schools? Let me ask that. Why is that happening? Kids are being indoctrinated and we're losing our freedom because of it. Okay. I never thought there should be a public school at all. Okay. We should never have started and they shouldn't have such things. So I would like to see them all closed. You either educate your own kid or send them to a private school. You know, of your choice. No problem. At your choice. Your choice. So that's my uh, little start of it today here. You know, the Canadian convoy and seeing what they're doing. Words mean things. Okay, Joseph Goebbels knew it. And you know it. And I know it. And so they went. Remember, protesters. Then an occupation. Siege. Now it's an insurrection. I love that. And they are domestic terrorists. And they want their CDLs pulled, some head of transportation ministry or whatever. They want their CDLs pulled and their insurance pulled off their, uh, you know, so that they can't drive, can't work. Or He's trying to scare them, okay, trying to scare them. And, uh, now they're, and they're calling for 1,800 police to show up there, okay. The Ambassador Bridge was closed for a while today. There was some kind of protest there, closed the bridge. This is what you have to do. This kind of thing in Ottawa, I love it. But also another solution is don't, just don't work simply don't pull any freight because i don't know even if there's a thousand people there i don't know what is going to come of it they're going to have to be there for the long haul you know the really long haul so let's see what happens with the convoy here i'll stay updated on it there's many different ones trying to pull themselves together they should just say look let's all go to dc right now that's what they ought to say let's go now that's my opinion everybody go that can go and uh, let's get that started. So we'll see what goes on. Now, I have a couple of other things here. After that, after that, phew, I'm sweating it out, sweating. Let's see, and I've heard this too. Oh, see, now you got me started on something else. So I've heard a couple of people said that if you're based in Canada, you have, you're have you limited on what you can say on YouTube and any other social media platform. And I thought, what the heck kind of crap is that? So I'm disappointed to hear, if that's true, that there are YouTube-based or, I mean, Canada based YouTube and Canada based podcasters and Canada based, you know, other social media drivers and that, that won't talk about this because they're being controlled by the government. Is that true? I want to hear from somebody from Canada. Are you not allowed to speak? Okay, don't. And if that's true, never tell me you're free there if you can't speak your mind. Okay, I don't want to hear about it. Do not want to hear about it. Go start your own website and post it there if you're afraid of being taken down. Okay? Go throw a podcast up. I pay for this podcast. It's my podcast. It's on Spotify, too. Neil Young, who can go suck it. How about that? So uh, so welcome to Spotify if you're listening on Spotify. So there you go. But uh, yeah, if that is actually true, that you're afraid of the government, you can't speak. You are not free. All right? Not free. So I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, that's what a couple of people said. Let's talk about uh, Central, remember them? They closed, uh, you know, not that long ago, what, a month or so, Yeah, maybe a couple months. Now, here's what I want to tell people. Listen up to this, especially if you are a lease operator somewhere, all right? So here, now what are we reading about? The same thing that has happened at so many companies. First, I want anyone who leases a truck from the carrier itself to stop calling yourself an owner operator because you do not own that truck here's proof central they closed one day remember they're like we're closed everybody had to turn their truck in including the lease operators and what happened now in a recent story nobody got any money all their maintenance accounts are gone escrows are gone and the money they put into the truck, gone. You know why? According to the news article, Central didn't make the payment to the lease company on the trucks. That's the story. You do not own that truck and neither does the place you're leasing it from. It's owned by someone else, a third party, financial institution or whatever. The carrier leases it and from them and then leases it to you. Sometimes they give you the same payment that they're paying. Sometimes they make a profit on the payment. It didn't say which one it was here. Either way, according to the article, the payments were not being passed through, meaning the trucks are behind in payment. Even though you've made your payment, you are not paying the people that own the truck. So I lease a car to person A. Person A leases the car to you. Okay, I don't have a deal with you. I got to deal with person A. You continue to make your payment to them, $500 a week, because I leased you a Jaguar XJ, okay? Because <laughs> we're going to lease a nice car for my fake example. And so they pay you pay them, and they start paying me, and eventually they stop paying me, person A, but you're still paying them. Well, guess what? I go repossess my car, because I haven't got paid. You go to me and go give me my car. I go, I don't even know who you are. I don't have any deal with you. Your deal is with them. This is my car now. That's exactly what happened here. So the story said. And that has happened at other places that have closed as well. You have no financial interest, right, in the car. It's You don't have a deal with it. And so these people are out. At least at least if you would have leased the truck from a bank from a dealership somewhere not the carrier and they close you simply peel their stickers off of it and drive away you might have lost your $1,500 escrow which they said that they had there but you'd still have your truck you can worry about that or not try to get it or not get it but either way you'd still have the truck. These people don't have anything. And what are the chances of them getting their money? Maybe not to file a claim, be put in line, wait for the bankruptcy hearing. Maybe you get some money. You aren't getting the truck back. Okay. That isn't going to happen. Maybe you could call the place and say, look, I'll pay you, but you're going to have to pay all the payment that you already paid. You get it because you weren't paying the right person. You leased it from a carrier. Never do that and stop calling yourself an owner operator. If you lease it from the carrier, you have no interest in the truck. You're simply paying a carrier to use a truck that they're leasing from somebody else. That's exactly what you're doing. And it's a risky situation that is going on there. It's a real problem. And will these people get money? I hope so. The funny, I guess I don't know funny, the thing in the article, too, they talked to some guy who'd been there 20 years. He goes, oh, yeah, they started a, which they didn't get their safety bonus. They started a safety bonus program for owner-operators, $700 a quarter. In 2019, he said, the first payment was on time, and after that, they were never on time. Sometimes a couple months late, they'd pay it, but at least they paid it. you know. And he goes, yeah, I guess there might have been some signs, but you know, I like working here. So, you got to bail. Stop liking where you work. It's just a job that provides a paycheck. I'll maintain that forever also. And if they're going under, you're going to go under, especially especially if you lease a truck from a carrier. This is another perfect example of why you should not get the truck from the carrier. Oh, well, Mark, it's more money somewhere else. All right. Say you'd been paying a little more somewhere else. You'd still have the truck. Here, these people paid. They have nothing. They have nothing. So that's a real problem. And your chance of getting that money back, see, you don't have a deal with the leasing, the original owner of the truck you can't go sue them you don't have any deal with them they have no deal with you you have a deal with central go sue them in but they're in bankruptcy so you can't you're gonna have to make a claim at the bankruptcy court and maybe get 10 cents on the dollar back 50 cents it's up to the court maybe nothing you might not get anything that's the problem but you the truck it's not up to you it isn't up to you now there was um this and i hate seeing this that's why I'm going to recommend something here. In Florida, there was an accident 2 in the morning. Some goofball teenager had an accident. And uh, and it caused a couple other accidents. <laughs> Trucks and stuff everywhere. And somebody stops. And this is the saddest part of it. Somebody stops to help. 2.40 a.m. That good Samaritan, who was not involved in anything, got killed by another accident. Because nobody's paying attention. He was killed by a semi. Right, that comes up from behind, not paying attention. Hits everybody. Look, I'm going to say this, and I've said this for probably a few years now. Whether you're in a car, a semi, or anything, do not stop to help at an accident scene. I know that sounds terrible, but look, call the police. Call the authorities. They'll come out. They have all this stuff with lights and ambulances and everything. Do not just stop your car, your semi, or whatever, and help. You could lose your life over it. You just like this person did in, Florida. because people think they want to help or whatever. Don't call. Just call nine one one. Everybody, look. Everybody got a phone, all right. I can't imagine somebody driving around without a phone. There's probably some people. I can't imagine that happening. Uh, dial nine one one. Call the police. Have them get somebody out there, and continue on your way. Look, if this person would have done that, he'd still be alive today. He'd still. He's the only one that died. By the way, in the accident scene, that's the only person that died. Was the one that stopped to help. Of all the people, everybody else is going to live. So please do not stop to help with this kind of thing. All right. So big news. I want. I got a few automotive things. This is important. I'm looking through. I always look at cars, right? Everybody knows that. So I, I spot this used car. Get this: 2015 Prius. Now I don't like I don't like Priuses. Okay, I'm not a woman. So, I don't like them. There, I said it. <laughs> right? And so, you won't find me driving one, but I noticed that it had 225,000 miles on it. I'm like, holy mackerel. Number one, that is a crap load of miles in seven years. <laughs> right? That's a ton of miles. 30,000 miles a year. Either way, the problem is this car is listed at a dealer for 15900 $16,000? It has two hundred twenty five thousand miles on it, it is seven years old. This car was twenty five thousand dollars new seven years ago with no miles. Oh my gosh. Is this what we've come to and what is my sonic worth then? My sonic must be worth forty thousand dollars. All right, so that's crazy. Sixteen, won't somebody pay probably twelves? I bet they get in the twelves for this car. I don't know how people are financing the car because in, in book for anywhere near that. Books for like nine. And so I don't know what uh, how they're financing it. I guess they're just putting a bunch of money down, which is dumb. In another, and another that's a, for another podcast. <clears throat> so don't do that and don't buy this Prius, ladies, uh, with 225 thousand miles on it. It's used up. I don't know if you know this, but car manufacturers, pretty much all of them, say they expect the life of a car new to be around 150 thousand miles and ten years. That's what they expect, and they're the ones making the cars. Okay, so after that, uh, you know, you're on. It's your second wind, basically. Then I'm reading the story about some journalist who just loves their Tesla Model 3, and they were going to go take a road trip with it, and I guess they were going to stay at the embassy suites. Apparently, the embassy Suites says, yeah, you can charge your electric car here. They said that they called in advance, and the embassy suites guaranteed them they had electric car charging. So they're all mad at the embassy suites because when they got there, the valet, ooh, very fancy, valet, the valet parked the car. Now, I will tell you, I stayed in an embassy Suites in Columbus, Ohio, a few years ago for a Detroit diesel event, the uh, real integration event that was out there. I don't know if any of you went to it. There was a lot of drivers there. A uh, company sent me out there, and they did not have a valet. <laughs> it was at the embassy suites. So, uh, anyways, uh Apparently, they went to plug it in, and this person was watching their app, because the app will tell you when the car's charged, and... It wasn't charging, so they went back down to the valet stand, and uh, the valet's like, yeah, you don't have a plug to plug the car in. What they did up there, apparently, is that you plug in the wall, 120. And so this person's mad at the Embassy Suites, saying, oh, well, they don't have charging because this person did not have a charge cord for the car. They said, oh, I didn't think I'd ever need one, so I didn't get one. I'll tell you this. I will tell you this. If I had an electric car, I would have every kind of plug that is available to for that car with me in the car. You never know when you'll need to plug in a wall or a 220 dryer plug type thing. I'd have plugs or adapters for every different way I could plug the car in everywhere in the United States. They actually said, you know, I didn't even know uh, that you needed this kind of thing. I don't know if you all know this, but it turns out in the United States, new cars come with an owner's manual which you can read. Does anybody read them? Am, am I the only one that reads the owner's manual when I get a car, new or used? Because I don't buy a car without an owner's manual. So, uh, well, Mark, the dealer said they don't have one. Well, tell them to go print it out. <laughs> I've done that. Oh, well, go print me one. You know, They're free, basically, online. You get basically almost every owner's manual at no charge, unless you're getting some, you know, 56 DeSoto or something like that. Otherwise, you can get uh, an owner's manual for a car. So you tell them, go print me one. Oh, we're gonna two 200 pages. Oh, all right. Well, uh, print it up. I mean, I don't understand. Get an owner's manual. But uh, either way, this person had no idea. And so then they were disappointed. And then they also said that they were going to just use the supercharger network, which they'd never used because I guess they plug in at home when they're home, which is a good way to do uh, an electric car. But they had no idea how it worked or how it would charge the car or anything. You know, all that information's in the owner's manual. And as I always say, every Tesla owner, and apparently not this person, but everybody else, as soon as they buy a Tesla, they're required to put four videos a day out about how great it is, how easy it is to charge and everything. I know how to charge a Tesla. I don't even have a Tesla. I don't know why people don't know it. All you do is take the plug from the supercharger and wave it around the back of the car where the port is. They're all in the driver's side by the rear taillight. Every Tesla, they're in the same place. Other manufacturers should hear this from gas inlets uh but uh they're in the same place and when it senses the plug it opens the little door up. oh isn't that nice Just plug it in and it starts charging you don't have to do anything at a tesla supercharger you have to plug you have to get the app up whatever for like electrify america if you have an ad- and you need another adapter i tested a ccs charging but uh <laughs> either way I don't understand people owning a Model 3, which are 50, probably this person's in the 50 to 55 range, $1,000 on the car. Why don't you read the owner's manual and know what the heck you're doing? You're going to leave and not know how to charge up your car? No idea? How do you think you're going to get back? You think there's like a Tesla uh, concierge at each supercharger that'll show you how to do this? I guess you could watch the videos on the screen of the Tesla where you're parked, trying to figure out how to charge the thing. Look, you got a car, read the owner's manual, cover to cover i see these questions about different cars all the time people uh i just got this car and uh, what does this symbol mean you know um it's in your owner's manual that's what it means idiot so that's what i'd say read the owner's manual. i was really disappointed at somebody that got this car it's leaving uh, with an electric car and no idea how to fill it back up oh i don't know what i'm gonna do and then they're mad at embassy suites because they didn't have a plug if they would have had a plug, they could have plugged it in the wall, which the guy would have done. And you get around four miles an hour or so. But if they're all night, you just add another 40 miles into your car for free. By the way, most motels still do not charge for that. So even if they're letting you plug in the wall, that's 40 miles you can drive for nothing. I mean, I would take, you know, that is a gallon and a half of gas in the Sonic somewhere if they wanted to do that. So pretty nice. I would take it. But don't be mad at the embassy suites and just be mad at yourself for not understanding how to run your own car down the road. Now, on to Dodge. So, this dude has a Dodge pickup truck because, dude, right, we got to commute in a pickup truck. Apparently, that's the only way to do things in America. Uh, by ourselves, we got to have a huge pickup truck. So, 56,000 miles, it blows its engine. Don't. It didn't say why. doesn't matter, really, I guess. Uh, so, of course, he tows it to Dodge and says, hey, uh, five years, 60000 warranty on powertrain. So, how about slapping a new engine in there? Now, here's the cautionary tale for everybody as well. What does Dodge say? Sure, sure. Just give us your maintenance records because you didn't have it maintained here at Dodge. Now, remember, it's not illegal to get the car maintained somewhere else. Totally legal. And Dodge isn't saying that, but if they have the records there, they can see what you did. So, what they want to make sure is that you maintained it per the owner's manual. That's the law. You agree to that when you buy the car, by the way. You sign that, it's all in that little fine print. One of them is to maintain the warranty, you must at least, at least maintain the car on the schedule in the owner's manual. And use products that are compatible, OEM compatible, which is pretty much all products, like almost oil and all that. That isn't any problem. You can even do it yourself. But keep the receipts for when you bought the products so that you can kind of prove when you changed the oil and, you know, changed all the filters and everything else in the car. So our hero of this story brings in his receipts, except, except he missed an oil change now Dodge like most cars one year or 10,000 on the oil change and what you can do is reset the oil life monitor and uh, change it when it gets low or when it gets to a year it'll alert you to an oil change well he did that but he says on one of them he was going to get it change so he reset the monitor and then got busy and didn't get it changed for like 14 months and 12,000 miles where do you think this is going well, it's going exactly where you think it's going over the cliff. He violated the contract, which is you must maintain it per the owner's manual and for that vehicle is was 1 year or 10,000 miles or the warranty is no longer valid. Remember, you agreed to this in writing. Oh, I didn't read that. Read everything. So, Dodd said, oh, okay, that's a problem. So, no thank you on the warranty and it'll be $9,200 for an engine install. Uh, you, How would you like to pay for that? So, it turns out he doesn't have $9,200 and he's thinking of junking the truck now or just selling it for parts. And that's a real problem. Okay, so what I want to encourage everybody today to do if you are under warranty, I really encourage people that are under a factory warranty to get the vehicle serviced at the dealer. Is it a little more money? Maybe. Depends on your dealer. Even Either way, though, they have a record of it there, and they cannot also say, oh, well, this doesn't meet original equipment manufacturer standards because you didn't get it done here. You know, these products or whatever don't meet the standards of the manufacturer. When you're getting it done at the dealer, they can't very well say, oh, these were inferior products. We use garbage here. You should have gone somewhere else. You should have gone to Pep Boys or something like that. No, you don't have to go to the dealer. The law doesn't maintain that you have to go to the dealer, but I think you should, at least for the original factory warranty. Now, this guy, because he missed an oil change, violated his contract, he doesn't get his engine this is usually a foreign make thing and it doesn't matter where the car's made i mean like nissan uh you know toyota peugeot all these foreign cars that are sold here generally they're the ones that are hard-nosed about this but i guess uh maybe dodge is like you know what (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna enforce this contract that you agreed to and signed and since you didn't do your part you know you still want us to pay and he's all mad about it but i don't think he should be you know, do what you agreed to do, and then they would be required to do what they would do. For instance, you know, I had the engine change on our escort, uh, escort, on our escape, right? I had that engine change. Now, this was only at 7,000 miles, and it actually had no maintenance yet due on it. It was only 11 months old, although it had already had one oil change, because I do them every six months or 5,000 miles. It had had an oil change, but had I done nothing to it, they'd still have to do it because it wasn't (laughs) required for another month for an oil change. And they did fix the engine. No problem. It was only, would have only been about 7,000 for the turbo four and that thing. And they gave me a loaner car and everything. No problems. They drove in, drove out with a Explorer, you know, and, uh, they took care of it and it gets regular oil changes and everything else since then. To maintain the warranty of the vehicle. I think it's a good idea to have that done at the dealer. I just do just what I think about it. So uh, let me know what you do there. But I think the way to do it is certainly at the dealer. Now we go from the dealer to Michigan. Yes. We go to Michigan. And we go because there's another reason why we don't live on Mars. Now there's a lot of dumb stupid people here. That are holding up my flight. Because we have to waste time with them. Rather than putting our efforts into getting off of this big blue dot in the sky. And in Michigan we have a dude living in a cinder block basement apartment. It's all moldy in there. But this one's got a small window. But it's glass block. You can't open them. But it does let some light in. The glass blocks are at sidewalk level. And he's sitting there just on some indoor outdoor carpeting and he's wondering what to do with his life but he says you know what i gotta get a plan now does he go get a job no does he call his girlfriend he doesn't have a girlfriend Uh, so what does he do well he says you know what i can do i can go down to the local walmart and i can make some money there not working though So, he grabs up some items from the Walmart and goes over to customer service to return them. Because, I guess, they'll take everything back, satisfaction guaranteed. I have no idea. He's the Mensa member, not me. So, while he's waiting in line, it turns out there's like a long line there that day, apparently, for the returns. And he's like, dang it, I should have gone before I left the house. But he didn't, so... He does what any regular person that lives in a cinder block apartment basement, you know, basement apartment would do, which is duck behind one of the unused cash registers and drop trowel right there. And uh, we have to do the full Monty here. We're not just, uh, you know, it's not just we had too much, uh, you know, RC Cola to drink before we came there. Apparently, this is Wednesday and yesterday was Taco Tuesday. So we have to leave a a large deposit uh, behind the register yes fortunately fortunately he finishes up nobody sees him and he gets right back in line but apparently it's close to the line like it's register 83 or whatever you know and the line is then right there well i guess uh that ch- was chalupa day and from what the reports say some of the uh Emanating smells wafted over to the people in line and uh, sent some of them flying outside and the people behind the register there were basically overcome with, you know, disgust, saw what happened, went to the security cameras and saw him doing it. On security camera, I didn't know they worked at Walmart. Even so, so they call the police. He's still waiting in line. They told him, Yeah, hang on a minute, we gotta get a manager or whatever. So he's still waiting in line and the police come and arrest him. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? When we had this whole plan together, I guess he's arrested for gonna return something. Although I guess he could say, Look, I didn't never left the store with it. I don't know how that would work. But I didn't know this. Apparently, you're not allowed to take a big old dump behind the the cash register at Walmart. Apparently, they don't like that. And there's some kind of human waste uh, violation or whatever. He got in a number of things, and they had to take him downtown. Where, ironically, he'll be provided with a cell that has a toilet in it. So, I think that's pretty nice of him. You know, the cell has a toilet in it. I'm all for that. And then he can uh, do all of his business there. Look. I so badly want to live on Mars. There's so few people there, and it seems like you can get a lot of land cheaply, but we're just not going to be able to do that with people like this. You know what? I always think of people like this also. Maybe sterilization is in a part of the process as well. Do you want somebody like this reproducing themselves? That's what I always wonder, too, on these crimes. How about part of their release from jail is sterilization? Okay, they have to be sterilized because, look, We don't want any more of these people. There's plenty of them. They're all over the place. And this is another reason why don't shop at Walmart. Okay, too much uh, problems at the cash register. Seriously, seriously. So there's another apartment uh, available, cinder block apartment. Uh, At least it has, uh, you know, glass block to let a little bit of light in from this person. So that will wrap up uh, today. I want everybody to be safe out there. We had this big storms going on. Check out the YouTube channel, right, where we do most of our fun over there, Trucking Answers. United Federation of Commercial Drivers Facebook page, private group. Please join that and consider joining the group as an official member, ufcd.org. All right, we'll be back soon with another podcast.